Today, the battle in Israel continues as our commander-in-chief is seemingly asleep at the wheel. Will Jim Jordan be the next speaker of the House and Trump's gag order in his J6 case? Will he actually follow it? We've got all of that and more coming up, but it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And as of yesterday, the U.S. State Department put out a statement on the number of American lives lost in Israel, saying at this time we can confirm the deaths of 30 U.S. citizens. We extend our deepest condolences to the victims and to the families of all those affected. And the statement also said that there were 13 U.S. citizens whose whereabouts are still unknown and that officials have been in touch with their families. Now, this, of course, comes after news surfaced that Americans were among the roughly 150 people taken hostage by Hamas back into Gaza. And, of course, in true Biden regime fashion, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told MSNBC this morning that... Well, it's just that nobody knows what the hell they're doing or how they're going to get the hostages out or even where they are. Watch. Well, we unfortunately don't have a whole lot of more information uh, this morning, Mika, about where they are, uh, what kind of groups they might be and whether they're being moved around. Uh, we don't even know the full total uh, hostage pool, certainly for Americans. We think a small number uh, of Americans are in that group, but it could rise. We still have some 15 accounted for uh, Americans. We don't know where they are. It's entirely possible that some of them uh, could be also being held hostage. That's great. Who would have thought that maybe diversity and equity and inclusion wasn't the best way to run, I don't know, like your military? Uh, here to discuss this and more, we have Eric July, of course, founder and owner of Ripaverse Comics and Blaze TV contributor, along with Yaku Buyans, host of The Bottom Line and Blaze TV contributor. Um, look. I could give them the benefit of the doubt and I could say, well, they don't want to discuss that um, on air because maybe they have a secret operation that they're planning and they don't want to blow the cover that, yes, we know where they are and we're coming for them. That probably like if they said that we would probably, to be fair, would say that's that's not good policy. You can't tell people where you're going and what your military plans are and you got to keep that under wraps. However, it's just. With this administration having the track record that they have of botching every single foreign, you know, policy objective that they've had, the way that they withdrew from Afghanistan um, and the way that they have just embarrassed us on a world stage. Um, it's just that I very much believe John Kirby when he says we have absolutely no idea where they are or what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, it could be either way. It'd go either way, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of the the scary part about it. Which, by the way, I'll I'll add to this: they've been speak. They have not been speaking very like I haven't heard strong language from right. the president about right. getting the hostages or even that they exist at all. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what it is, and I'm saying like it could go either way. If you wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt, it's like, well, of course they're not going to sit up there and explain and express to the public exactly what their plans are. But on the other hand, it's like, well, I mean, let's say. It, maybe works to their advantage because you don't know if it's right. incompetence right. Right? Right. Right. or if it's like, hey, we're doing something on the side and it's really slick. Look, uh, looking at this whole instance and seeing that there's Americans, really anybody that's been held hostage because those have those people generally have nothing to do with any sort of conflict. Uh, when you're dealing with uh, conflicts like this and war efforts, we're talking about governments 
uh, and this, I guess, if you want to call this kind of a terror cell or organization, whatever it is that you want to call it, you get what it is that I'm saying. The innocent people that are generally a part of this, civilians, oftentimes don't care. However, there are those. They'll chant on the streets and let you know what their positions are. But ultimately, this is not a you don't see war efforts that happen between civilians. Uh, at least that's not what this is. This is like. Uh, an institution versus another uh, institution and now you got people that are going to be caught up in the mix and some people are going to die this is the unfortunate thing and there will be aggression that will uh, 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 let's say acts of aggression that will happen on both sides there's no way around it I think that's been one of the intriguing things to to see out of this is you know all of us are going to armchair it's what we do right yeah. we're here to have a conversation about that uh, but I don't know what people think war is supposed to look like right and that's the thing that sucks about it. If, if you think, man, this really sucks. Well, that, that's, war. that's war. That's war. It's going to be some jacked up crap that's going to happen out of it. There, and, and there's no, but they did that, but they did. We could sit up there and do that for years on years on years that this was uh, accelerated or amplified or something happened that triggered this person and it was a blowback. Whatever it is you want to call it, we're here now. This is what it unfortunately looks like. And some people are going to be caught up in it. Uh, and there's going to be parties that look bad. I don't know what else people think was supposed to happen. That's, that's war. I mean, I think maybe it's different now because everything's on social media. You get to see it. And you didn't do that, you know, back in uh, uh, like older days. Like maybe you saw, I don't know, a, a photo in a newspaper or, or, or something. But now, you know, everybody's glued to a mini computer. They can see everything that's going on. So it's like, man, this is jacked up. I don't want that. I don't want that side to do, bro. This is what war is, and this is what it'll always be. Yeah, Yeah. at least back then, Eric, the, the photo was truthful. <laughs> well, yeah, now you got to... You know, it was yeah, an actual investigative know. journalist, mm -hmm. you know, that would go take the photo and, and not pose. Um, yes, what I would say. In this upside-down, quackmire country where we live by action don't cause reaction... And your actions shouldn't have a consequence. This is, this is exactly your point. This is what it looks like. Yeah. And we've lived in this ultra-reality in America where you can burn buildings down, but there shouldn't be consequence. You can tell people it's peaceful. Mm -hmm. And one group of your society can get favorable treatment, and they can hate and spew hate and kill, but that's okay because you just don't understand their heritage, their history. We're talking about the people group that's the most persecuted people group in history on the face of the earth. We're talk, we go back to Genesis, where God himself in Genesis 6 looked at Noah and said, buddy, built a boat because they've abandoned me, so I'm going to wipe everybody off the face of the earth. You're talking about a religious war. It's a war against God. It's not about dirt. And then the other thing about Americans that really bother me, and I'm an American, is they speak of things they've never lived. Mm. They've never been there. Mm -hmm. Do you know that every single kid in Israel from birth, learns and does a drill monthly to go into a bomb shelter, whether there's an attack or not. It's part of their reality. I've been there under attack. I've been in the bomb shelters with my two-year-old kid when the sirens go off and everybody is under a desk in a bomb shelter as part of life. And now this one time when Israel dares to fight back, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Americans died. People, other nations, Australians died. People from other right? Now it's like, how dare you fight back? You can't fight back. You're supposed to take it on the chin. This is the absolute insanity that Americans have fallen into the spirit of stupor. No, war looks like death yes. mm -hmm. on both sides. Yes. yes.
Yes. Yeah, I mean, and and to your point, Eric, and then I want to get to some of um, Joe Biden's 60 Minutes interview, and he kind of discussed some of this last night. But um, to your point, I mean, it was bizarre to me that you could see people, you know, you have Hamas go in. We've seen now there are top secret documents that indicate that they did specifically, which I don't know why you would be confused about it. They specifically went in to target children and women. That's why they went and killed so many of their babies and young kids. That's why they were raping the women uh, and children in the streets before they killed them. I mean, that was their entire intention was to target civilians. Israel fires rockets back. Israel bombs back. And there are children harmed. Those two things are not the same. With Israel, I'm just going to say, with Israel, that is war. You have just engaged in an act of aggression on completely innocent civilians who you targeted is much different than we as a country have to respond to the attack. And to Israel's credit, I feel like they do way more than they probably should, giving warning, telling civilians where they're going to bomb, giving them time to get out before they actually do it, I think is them saying like, hey, we don't want civilians to be harmed, but this is war and we have a right to respond. I just think that is like that response in a time of war that they didn't ask for is much different than Hamas going in and specifically targeting innocent children. Well, again, what's going to happen is people are going to defend that action or speak, not even defense, it's more of speaking against, let's say, a reaction because people are going to say, well, before that, they did this right. and before that. That's how it always happens. This is how it is. And I'm dealing with this and I've dealt but with But that's this. government problems. A hundred percent. Not innocent civilians. I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Well, you said institution against institution. Yes, right. that's exactly what it is. And I've dealt with this and I think everybody here has dealt with this on more of a micro level. It's a cultural thing. And any event that someone feels and people that like follow me know where I'm going with this. I'm not going to bore anybody with the details because I have my own experiences here. But what happens is, is that any event that people have made up their mind that you are not to be liked, okay, mm-hmm. whether it be a person, individual person, type of person, no matter what, anything that you do is unjustified. Anything that someone else does to you is to be justified. And like to your point, you worded it perfectly where you say, hey, you're just supposed to take it on the chin. That's the expectation it is that they have for people that they despise. Now, why they despise them, whatever. Is it because they were told? Uh, is so there's it, hate in their heart. Is their it, is it hatred heart. in their heart? Yeah, in it could be a various, uh, whatever they've made up their mind that anything that you do is wrong. Yeah. Any reaction that you have is unjustified. But anything that you have, that anything that someone else does to you, you had it coming. It was your fault. Yada, yada, yada. I think a lot of us deal with this, but you're, what we're seeing right here is this more out of like a, a, just a massive level. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like what's happening in my life is the, is the same as what's going on like in Israel and, and Palestine. That's not what it is that I'm saying. I'm saying that approach to the response That's that right. people have mm-hmm. is similar and it can be a, a, a applicable really anywhere else. Once folks have made their mind that you're not to be liked or that you're evil or whatever it is, it can be as false as it possibly can be, everything you do is unjustified and everything that happens to you, you had it coming. Eric, you've got thousands, not two, four, five, you've got thousands of mosques inside Israel. Mm -hmm. The Temple Mount, according to the Christian faith, by the word of God, the Temple David had to rebuild, the Temple Solomon that they built is currently a mosque. 
With the Western Wall, the only place a, a, a Jew or a Christian can approach to pray. It's not like you can't be a Muslim in, in right. Israel. Exactly. It's not like you can't have a dwelling place in Israel. In old Jerusalem, there is literally a, a, a Muslim community where you can, you want to go eat that food, you walk four blocks this way and now you're, there's no wall, there's no barrier, you pass mm -hmm. freely. The, the very place... The, the Church of the Holy Sepulcher, where we go celebrate Jesus, is, is guarded by Muslims and Armenians and the Orthodox faith and Christians. It's not even like inside the city. So the argument about the hatred, it is absolutely nonsense. It is, a, it is a war on God. It is a war against righteousness. And what you're talking about, yes, you're not saying my life, Eric July, is comparable to what's happening in Israel. But what you're also saying is the root is the same. Yeah. If you harbor bitterness and you harbor hatred, according to the word of God, you will take vengeance for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's never according in alignment with the word of God. Right. And then it results in war. Mm -hmm. Heck, it resulted at some point in uh, atomic bombs going off. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and people dealing for generations with the aftermath Absolutely. of that. Yeah. It's when the heart of man is corrupt and it harbors hatred, right? And it holds on to animosity. You talk about a nation that's supposedly institutionally a racist nation, which is not. And you prolong these things because you veered off from the word of God. Mm -hmm. um, OK, let's go ahead. Let's take a, a quick break. And then I want to get to um, Joe Biden's 60 Minutes interview, which I found to be just I find it fascinating anytime Joe Biden opens up his mouth, which, by the way, seems to take him a lot of energy to do these days. Um, all right. Let's thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So for 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And they are really I know Yaku. Um, Yaku does a lot of work with them yes. at the border. Um, but they are. Ha, do you know of a company that really puts their money where their mouths are more than Patriot Mobile? No, not just in the, in the telecommunications space, right. Sarah, in, in any space. Right, right. None. Right. Outside of an organization like the Blaze where this is our job. Right, right? of course. Just a for-profit company mm -hmm. that actually doesn't just give money, but they show up yes. in person. Yes. None other. Shown up at the border with Yaku. Uh, they've been instrumental in flipping a lot of school board uh, you know, school boards that were blue and are now red. We can thank Patriot Mobile for that because they are a, you know, a national mobile phone company. So they give you the same dependable nationwide coverage that you're accustomed to. They have access to all three major networks, but they also are, of course, Christian and conservative. So they're going to take a portion of your bill and they're going to funnel it back into causes that you believe in, not causes that you are fighting against. They're probably going to save you money, too. OK, so you can keep your number, you can keep your phone or you can upgrade. Do it however you'd like. But they've got so many options over at PatriotMobile.com news. Go check them out. You can get free activation when you use the offer code news. That is PatriotMobile.com news. Now, um, I want to talk about this 60 Minutes interview with Joe Biden last night because it did touch a lot, obviously, on uh, the conflict in Israel. Um, he and Janet Yellen are now saying, don't worry, we, we can handle, you know, Ukraine war and Israel war. We can handle both. We can handle funding. We can handle, I mean, we are, of course, the world's, I don't know, police, the world's uh, charity, the, all the things. Yeah, I mean, listen. 
you just print more if you run out. That's totally fine. Nothing's going to go wrong there. But I, I want to get into Biden talking about uh, Iran as well. You know, you have Lindsey Graham saying, basically saying, like, bomb it all to hell, which is a little aggressive, in my opinion. Um, but uh, Biden said, despite the reporting that we had heard that Hamas was meeting with Iran months ago, planning this, despite you seeing how well put together this was and well-funded this was and knowing, like, well, there's no way they could have done it on their own. But Joe Biden said last night there's no clear evidence that Iran was behind the attacks on Israel. Watch. Is Iran behind the Gaza war? I don't want to get into classified information, but to be very blunt with you, there is no clear evidence of that. At this point, no this evidence point. that Iran is behind any of this. Correct. Now, Iran constantly supports Hamas and Hezbollah. I don't mean that. But in terms of where they, did they have foreknowledge? Did they help plan the attack? They, they, there's no evidence of that at this point. Okay. I want to play, I want to play a, co- <laughs> Yaku's already like, he's already had it. I, okay. So I want to play a couple more clips and then have you guys react to them. So. Joe Biden, on this note, we're talking about all this conflict in the Middle East, and he was asked if he plans to run again. And he's like, well, who else is going to broker a deal in the Middle East for world peace? None other than me, Joseph Robinette Biden. Duh, don't I look like I have the wherewithal to broker world peace? Are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure. Look, when I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. Sure is. The world's changing, but we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have enormous opportunities. Mm, that is um, awe-inspiring. So uh, here is Joe Biden when, you know, he's saying that he, who better to do it than me, right? Although he did say when I ran, uh, the world was in a bad place. Honey, it ain't gotten no better since you've been in office, buddy. But uh, he also was given the opportunity to say, well, what would you, what would you say to Hezbollah? Uh, you know, they, they might be entering the northern borders down there. Like, what, what would you say? What is your stance? And I mean, this is a very strong, strong statement by the president of the United States. Watch. There's limited fighting already on the northern Israeli border, and I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. Don't. There you have it. Yeah, I don't know what's... (laughs) What's going to come uh, of that? Don't, don't, but, don't. Yeah, trying to present it as is he's the, I don't think anybody believes that. I don't think his own base believes that he's the one that's going to be best suited. He tried to, uh, I don't know, mediate some sort of relationship between large bodies of, uh, uh, of different governments and, and, and countries. and. He's the reason why the conflicts are happening in the first damn well, place. Well, in some cases, yeah, you can make that argument. But, you know, I don't like, and yeah, I got to go full libertarian here, that there's this sense of obligation to even do that. And what I mean by is 
thinking that you can get everybody on the same page because that's money. That's resources. That's more of what of you've gotten in years past where it's funding both sides of wars, uh, inevitably speaking, whether you claim it was by accident or we didn't know they were going to use the guns to then kill the other side that you were supposedly back. We had no idea that was going to happen, even though it keeps happening over and over again. It's not your job is the argument that I would make. It never has historically been that way. And I don't know what it is about Americans not understanding, and even libertarians don't really seem to understand this, that there are certain areas, geographical areas, cultures uh, that are incompatible, let's say that, culturally incompatible with the others. Mm-hmm. They have a different set of core beliefs, morals, ethics. And in trying to play the whole kumbaya thing, if anything, what you end up with is more conflict. What I would like, it's the same thing that I would like in this country, is an acceptance that, well, some people are just different. And you got children. You got children. Of very, I, I get trying to make them reason with each other, but I don't think that maybe it's going to be the most effective thing after there's some sort of spat that's happening. It got ugly, right? They, they got in a, a fight. And you say, hey, right now, kiss your brother. Tell him you're sorry. And it's like, yeah, you might do that, but is that actually going to be genuine? No. Probably not. Like, they're just doing it because you said to do it. And they're not, they, you're not actually resolving any actual conflict there. And I think that's the harsh thing that we have to kind of accept, or other people should accept, is that some folk ain't just going to like each other. And in trying to force them to be compatible, compatible, you're actually forcing uh, people to uh, engage in a conflict. And it just doesn't work out that way. This is why I'm not an integrationist and I'm not a separate separatist either. Um, I'm neither of those. What I am is a guy that wants uh, 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 peace among folk. And I recognize that sometimes it's got to be a situation where it's like, you know what? Y'all do what y'all want to do over here mm-hmm. and allow those people to do what they want to do over there. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't get along, but that's OK. Maybe they can even trade with each other and that'll be the closest that they'll get. To actually having some sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, good conversation out of that, whatever you want to call it, some positive coming from it, whatever. That's fine. And to that, I say, what's like, what's what's wrong with that? Why does it always have to be your morals, values? We need to force on these people. Yeah. And now here yeah, the crap is. Yeah, Eric, just too much truth coming from you, brother. It's just I don't know if if America can consume the last two and a half minutes that you've just you know, given to them because you're talking about this beautiful art of discourse, civil discourse. The place where you come to with civil discourse where we, we disagree on something and it doesn't mean you need to be exterminated and it doesn't mean I need to be exterminated. But what you are talking about is you're talking about governments trading on behalf of their people without the people's consent, making wheeling and dealing that the people will never ultimately agree with and they will revolt. And they will ultimately fight back and there will be discourse because you're looking at the one world government, which America in that whole that whole uh, prom has been prostituted Mm. to the world. Prostituted. Okay. Our our judicial system, our resources, our money, our power, our influences is being prostituted to someone else's battle. That's true. For, uh, for the American civilian to be co-opted into some other battle that ultimately that government is raping their own people. Mm-hmm. 
then now all of a sudden we need to go be in there now and do all that kind of thing. And it's a mismanagement of people. Mm. It's leadership that's so corrupt. This is why he's saying, get all of Europe together. What he's talking about is Marcon from France and Italy and, and, and whoever the prime minister is of the UK at the moment, because at that upper tier now, we got to agree. But the peasants down here, We'll move them with, no, it's never going to work. The people at some point will always revolt. L look at Hungary, what's happening. Look at Central Africa. So you're making just a common sense point. It's not even libertarian, like you said. It's just, it's not going to work. And I always you know, equate it to tribes in Africa. Black as can be, yeah. okay? Yet don't get along. Yeah. I'm talking about... The Zulus and the Sutus won't oh. walk in the same street no. in 2023 in suits. It's not even like they're in loincloth, uneducated. No, some of them are educated in Oxford and Cambridge. And there you go. We don't agree on certain core things. We will agree to be civil and live in this country together. I'll buy food from you. You buy food from me. But you're not going to make me be you. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, let's go ahead and take another quick break. We will be back with more, but uh, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, Texas Land Deal. So I want to tell you about the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. This is never before offered prime Texas acreage. I just drove past this, this lake area, Richland Chambers Lake. It's Gorgeous. I was just there over the weekend. So Saturday, October 21st, new section grand opening of Prime Texas properties at wholesale prices. You can get a brand new lake access barn dominium ready for your finishes on six plus acres for only $119.9 or three 10-acre Lakeview estates priced to sell in one day from only $49,900. It's limited availability, so don't miss out. Saturday, October 21st, you can own two plus acres of direct dockable lakefront on a trophy bass lake for only $59,900. It's minutes to town for shopping and dining. Properties are serviced by gated entrance, paved roads, utilities, and high-speed internet to work from home. They've got multi-million dollar clubhouse, equestrian center, and resort-style pool exclusively for owners. I'm telling you guys, this is prime real estate. Do not miss out. You can call 765-LAKE-NOW uh, Saturday, October 21st. Buy directly from the developer and save thousands on October 21st. They are priced to sell in one day. Wholesale pricing. You can go to txlanddeal.com. That is txlanddeal.com. <laughs> So as of the time of this taping, in the break, uh, we did receive the development that the United States is to send select troops, certain troops, to be on the ground um, in Israel as this conflict intensifies. Obviously, we will uh, stay up to date, keep you guys up to date um, as events develop throughout the week. So I want to switch gears here to... Um, the race for the Speaker of the House in Congress, um, because Jim Jordan, last, last we left at the end of the week, right, um, that they were doing these backroom votes, and it appeared that Jim Jordan did not have enough um, votes, and then there was talk that, um, you know, they're doing these in private for a reason. They don't want to show Americans their faces. They don't want to actually tell the American public that they would rather, here, here's, the, here's the story, they would rather do a deal with the Democrats, with the Democrat leader, Hakeem Jeffries. They'd rather broker a deal with him than broker a deal within their own party. That's freaking which I find, yeah, that, I mean, that's a, 
why have enemies with friends like these? But um, so I want to uh, I want to play Mike Turner from Ohio, who is um, one of the ones that was a holdout. Um, I want to play him earlier today um, talking about the speaker vote and the deal that may have to be done with Democrats. Watch. Uh, do you think that there is an alternate here where Republicans work with Democrats to find a mutually acceptable speaker? Well, you know, I, I, that, that would not be my preference since Hakeem Jeffries walked away from the opportunity to do that when, uh, when Kevin McCarthy was on the floor. You know, the vote on the floor was, should the speaker, Kevin McCarthy, be removed? And every Democrat, 208 of them, voted to remove Kevin McCarthy. So at this point, I, I would prefer there to be you know, a Republican solution because when, when they rejected bipartisanship, it's kind of hard to then go back to it. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of people on the bench. Uh, I think Jim Jordan will be an excellent speaker. I think he'll be able to get to 217. If not, we have other leaders in the House. And certainly, if there is a need, if the radical, you know, almost just handful of people in the Republican side make it unable, make it us unable to be able to return to general work on the House, then I mm -hmm. think obviously there will, a deal will have to be done. Well, I think he received so much blowback for those comments uh, just since he made them that he actually, the latest is that he actually has flipped to indicate support for Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Um, uh, let's see, this is, I'm sorry, this is Mike Rogers. Um, has flipped. Ann Wagner has flipped. Uh, Ken Calvert has flipped. And Vern Buchanan have flipped. And um, it's Chip Roy said, who we will have on the program yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow, by the way. Chip Roy had said that my gut tells me we're somewhere south of 10 who are still being recalcitrant. It boggles the mind why, if you are in the Republican Party and you want to push the conservative agenda, that you would not pick someone who has an A on their liberty score with conservative review? It, but like, what, what possible reason would you want to make a deal with the freaking Democrats for the speaker? Why, why, why do we even bother having elections if not to wield the power that you were given. May I propose Please. one? May I propose? Because they're not there for the American people. They're there for themselves, Sarah. And this is an opportunity for them to advance their own careers. And they'll trade with Satan if they get the opportunity. And may, they may be. This is why you saw Nancy Pelosi with all the power that she had when we had conservatives who were basically just walked over. These, these vanilla Snowflakes, to be honest. Jim Jordan is who I wanted as a speaker from the get-go. He will be a phenomenal speaker. The notion that, that the word should even come out of a Republican's mouth that maybe potentially bipartisan we should have a speaker. It's the same nonsense that got us in trouble in Texas where we put Democrats in leadership of committees of a supermajority Republican House. It is, it, is, it is literally casting your pearls before swine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I would see to be in opposition would be unless there's someone that you think is better, right? And, there's, and to my knowledge, those that are be, would be in opposition would want to, again, have someone in there of the milk toast type, Kevin McCarthy types uh, anyway. Well, they're not running. 
well, that's what I'm saying, though. But my thing is, like, if you go into it like, okay, this person isn't like Jim Jordan is who, right. who we're discussing, right? Right. It's not suited. Then I'm like, then who? Because it ain't like y'all gonna put Massey on there, you know what right, I mean? Which, right. yeah, that, that's the one person that's literally they better. Didn't back Scalise, you know what I mean? Didn't give Scalise enough votes. Yeah, it's like, well, that's the right. thing. But it's not like they're gonna. This is my point. They're not gonna present. Mm. They're not gonna support someone that's even more liberty-minded than Jim Jordan. Yes. That's not. The, that's not the approach here. It's more someone that's probably gonna be more establishment and more uh, uh, milk toast is where they're gonna lean towards anyway. So I guess, if anything, you're seeing this play out and the American people are seeing it play out. Who the people that you put in office, uh, the people that you say that are supposed to, I mean, we're told, right, represent. I hate that damn term, represent, because this person I never met somehow going to be speaking on my behalf. Uh, But that's the idea, right, is that these people are supposed to be representing you. And really, they go in there and they, even against their own voters, per se, they go against their 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 wishes, right? Their, their, their desires. So that should tell the American people exactly who the type of folks it is that you're dealing with. But you know, that's me being optimistic about it all. Yeah, yeah I um I want to play, and this is like if after watching the clip that I'm about to show you, the fact that all of the Republicans would not vote for Jim Jordan just to send a message to the other side, I think speaks volume. So I want to show you uh, Hakeem Jeffries, who, by the way, I mean, he's he is the Democrat leader in the House. He's like top dog. And um, he said that if they nominate Jim Jordan, that this is a triple down on extremism. Watch. House Republicans have chosen to triple down on the chaos, triple down on the dysfunction, and triple down on the extremism. House Republicans have selected as their nominee to be the Speaker of the People's House, the Chairman of the Chaos Caucus, a defender in a dangerous way of dysfunction mm. and an extremist extraordinaire. An extremist, Jim Jordan is an extremist extraordinaire. I mean, if they can't send a message to the other side that you don't get to call someone who believes in like less government and lower taxes uh, an extremist, if they can't band together to send a message to Hakeem Jeffries and the rest of the left that we don't care what names you're gonna call us, we don't care, you can call us whatever you want, we're still going to band together when it counts and we're still going to push our agenda across. Like if they can't come together in that moment, I don't know what the hell they're doing there. Hakeem, we are tripling down on pro-life, mm-hmm. pro-border wall, mm-hmm. pro-constitution, pro-nuclear family, pro-America first. You better bet your backside. We, it's time to triple down. And anybody who's not willing to do that to Eric's point in the Republican Party, get out. Yeah. Get them the heck out of there because they're not speaking for us. Yeah. Amen. Um, All right. We got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, The Wellness Company. So listen up. This could be actually potentially life-saving news. How much do you trust our healthcare system right now? (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. Everyone's like throwing tomatoes at the TV because you're not, you shouldn't. You should not trust the healthcare system. In fact, over 40% of Americans say they would rather avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. That's not good. And that's where the wellness company's medical emergency kit comes in. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's a great friend of the program, he started the wellness company to build a parallel healthcare system and bring about real change in medicine, finally. Part of that change is helping you to take control of your health and supporting you through whatever the next thing is that gets thrown our way. So maybe that's natural disaster, supply chain shortage, medical emergency, whatever it is, you can rest easy knowing that you have antivirals, antiparasitics, antibiotics uh, on hand to help keep you and your family safe. This kit includes a comprehensive guidebook, so you're going to know exactly when and how to use it, and you can stay a step ahead and take back control of your health. You can go to twc.health slash why, grab your medical emergency kit today. That is twc.health slash Y. Use code Y for 10% off at checkout. All right. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin cited with prosecutors today to place a gag order on President Donald Trump in the case related to January 6th. See, there are so many cases being levied against him. You don't know which one I'm talking about offhand because what the left is doing is completely trying to punish their top political opponent, um, which is just blatantly against the, you know, the foundation of this country. But Hey, that's okay. I'm what influencing elections? No, it's okay when the left does it, I guess. So the gag order blocks Trump from comments publicly targeting the judge, special counsel Jack Smith, any other court personnel um, and staff, and that Trump is quote absolutely prohibited as well from issuing statements about their families. Um, now, I, I do want to just like give full context here. They did say that he can say that the prosecution is politically motivated. He can say, make comments about the DOJ as a general rule, the Biden administration as a general rule, but he can't specifically target people related to the case. I still think it's ridiculous because it's, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, It's like, oh no, not mean words. Oh, no, Trump's going to call you an idiot on the Internet. Oh, no, let's block his First Amendment right to do that. This just doesn't seem right. That would seem like more something that you think if there is going to be an issue with the outcome of the the actual like uh, case or whatever loss, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that would be something that would be levied from his lawyer's team telling him like, hey, you don't say this. Not right you know, coming from them and them saying like, yeah, you don't talk about us. Like what? Right. Uh, and again, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe this is something that there's some precedent there and that's always no, been, I don't been think the there case. Is. But yeah, to no. my knowledge, I, I don't I know. I don't think there is. Well, and because here's because here's where it gets dicey, too. In her ruling, um, she said that he cannot vilify or implicitly encourage violence against public servants who are simply doing their job. So when you use the term implicitly, don't say you're, anything. That's what you're trying to do. Well, right. That's what I'm Cause, saying. Cause like, anything, you can use that to mean anything. Anything. Because anything that you say, they'll spin it yes. to mean. I mean, look what they did with January 6th. That's my point. Yeah, so, yeah. That's exactly. my point. Yeah. He is, he, he's on trial for that very yeah, reason. Exactly. And you have a judge who's already giving into the notion that your words can mean violence when you didn't actually call for any type of violence. Yeah. Because what they mean is anything he says, they right. consider to be violent. But look, I'll just say the word that I'll throw out is this little word called convenient. Isn't it convenient that you can falsely accuse a human being with anything under the sun? 
Heck, they could blame him for a nut allergy on, on an airplane at this moment. And then you silence him with a gag order that he can't defend himself, that he can't talk about the case. It's very convenient. Super convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I want to switch gears here really quickly and talk about Dove. So Dove has now launched an ad campaign um, in New York. Shield your eyes, please. Well, don't, because I saw it, so you, you have to as well. It's called the Pits of New York in the New York City subway system, and they want to normalize the exposure of hairy armpits in women. Oh, my God. Eric's already... What Eric's already... <laughs> Oh, let the tarantulas run. You don't want to see that? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Does hair make you stare, this one Um, says. Uh, There are no reasons. Well, that's why it's like, no, actually. It makes me want to avert my eyes because this is hideous. Everything about this is hideous. Look how weird that is because dudes don't do that. No. Right. Right? We don't sit up there like, hey, look at at my, check out my arm. We don't do that. And obviously it's more. Nor do dudes say, I find that attractive. Like we don't, we don't act like that. That's like not some sort of badge of, of, of like, it's like one of those things like this is expected. Which is how we our hair grows, right? Uh, under our so they're like parading it around like they've like this some something victorious. Or so, like this is such a weird thing. And for I guess uh, it was Dove, and they're supposed to be talking about it, cleanliness and all that stuff. I guess they're, this is their way of saying the dichotomy. Though mm-hmm. this is a soap company, Dove. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Saying let's portray something that generally is not look, you know, hygienic. Yeah. Hygienic. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, it did say on that poster, it said, six in ten of us admit to judging other women's armpits. Well, I don't know. Maybe stop lifting them up like that, like to Eric's point. Who does that? Well, I, like, <laughs> if you don't want people to judge your pits, keep your arms down and don't put your armpit hair in their face, I guess, and maybe they wouldn't be judging you because I can't think of a single time where I've ever judged a woman's armpit. Yeah, look, that would be creepy, number one. <laughs> Secondly, another reason not to ride the New York subway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's many. For, for sure. One reason of about over there. 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh. You couldn't pay, could pay me to be on uh, their subway. Exactly. Uh, not not a, I mean, they can't flash you a couple of curly no, curls. No, like, it armpits. couldn't be for a gag. It couldn't be for a lot Eric, of money. Like, Eric is nah. just, Eric just does, he's scared that he's going to be too turned on by that woman. <laughs> <laughs> with the no, that ain't my thing. He's Let's married and he doesn't want to. Yeah. Not, not, not my thing. <laughs> I will double and triple them. <laughs> That's not my brother's thing. This is a, no. It is a very controversial um, topic on the internet. I remember I did a video on hairy armpits and there were women who were like, That's not fair. You can't. Yes, I can. I absolutely can tell you. Stop doing that. Shave your armpits. Yes. Shave your and armpits your legs. and your legs. Okay, it's just a thing that women are supposed to do, and you should do it, because if you don't, it's gross. You're welcome. We'll be right back. (laughs) There's no reason not to do All right, let's play uh, this week's edition of Is Joe Going to Make It Up the Stairs Without Falling? Go. Uh-oh. 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 He's stuck. Uh-oh. He's stuck. Hey. Hey. Gotcha. Hey. I was, I was just razzing you. I, I was just joking. That was a joke. I didn't just almost fall like gotcha. three times. Hey. 
<laughs> what in the hell? So good. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. Play, play it one more time. Okay, there's the trip, oh, oh. the other trip, and then the... Uh, <laughs> oh, that may have been a moment where he just let a little one out. That's maybe well, what happened. Maybe. That's what happened there. He had to finish. Did you know he's done something in his pants before? Yes, yeah, he had to finish. That is true because, like, whenever my my toddler is not, he's not potty trained yet. He and just he pauses will. like that. He does. A little squat. Kids do that. That's he, what I'm saying. And he behaves like a child, right? So it's like. Uh, that is true. Hold on, gotta finish what I'm doing. Man diaper. Hey. Man diaper. Hey. Gotcha. Jeez. Gotcha. I really, it's like every time he goes out in public, I genuinely, I don't say this to be mean. I really am waiting for the time where he just literally like just keels over. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Falls and doesn't get up. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's either bad. Either get seriously hurt or. Yes. Okay. It's, it is bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean. That Stop happens to people his age. Why he keep good, trying to do the like jog thing, like trying to prove, like slow it up, bro. Hey! <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts.